Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Wow-wee. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com and on the Apple Podcast Cleveland Sports Fan page. I'm your host, Burley Gunner, and I'm ready to go. I'm fired up on a Friday, baby. I am fired up. Man, do I love Fridays. Football, the fall, really the fall for me, uh, as as you know, and I stated in uh, in one of the previous episodes of the Burley Gunner Show, Fall is just one of my favorite seasons, and especially on Friday, I just absolutely love it. I love it. I breathe the crisp air. I do. On today's show, uh, we're going to talk football, baby. And for the first time ever on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, I will have a special guest on the Burley Gunner Show today coming up very, very soon. Tonight we have Friday Night Lights, baby. Louisville High School at Lake High School. Q92radiosports.com. Catch me and my broadcast partner from ESPN Cleveland, WKNR, Mitch Bala. We'll be on the broadcast, play-by-play call in the broadcast booth at Lake uh, Blue Streak Stadium. That is going to be a barn birder, we feel, and um, you can catch us at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. If you're in between that, do the math. I'll also be streaming um, our pretty faces live on the TikTok. You can follow us at Burley Gunner. Saturday, we've got college football, baby. I just love it. Saturday is just such a chill day for me. Sunday's pretty rowdy. I'm not going to lie. Sunday is pretty, pretty, loudy, uh, pretty rowdy here in the Gunner house. But Saturday's just a chill day, a, a chilly vibe. Um, we are just hanging out, watching football. We're getting pizza. We're getting wings. You know, we're outside raking the leaves. We're playing in the leaves with the kids. It's just such a great time. I freaking love the fall. Leaves are turning. The air. Did I mention the air? It's getting crisper. Hoodies. Man, oh, man. I got to wear a hoodie the other night. It's perfect. And then, of course, last night, we have the uh, the New York football giants. And they went to play the Washington football team. And the final score of this ball game, Washington 30 and New York 29. It was a hilarious game, really. Uh, entertaining, to say the least. 
but hilarious. It was such a New York thing, such a Giants thing, or it could happen to the Jets. But at the end of the ball game, Dustin Hopkins misses a field goal, which then resulted in a redo. Why? Because of a penalty on the New York football Giants. Washington wins the ball game. Now give credit where credit is due. Taylor Heineke? Yeah. 34 for 46. Asked to throw the ball 46 times. He wasn't even supposed to start the season. He was not supposed to start this year. Taylor Heineke. Comes in last week. uh, Plays a tough, tough game to the Chargers. Ends up losing it. Tonight, he's asked to throw 46 times. He completes 34 passes for 336 yards. Two touchdowns, and he threw one costly interception. He found Terry McLaurin 11 times for 107 yards and one touchdown. Pretty comfortable, fit in really well. But that's not where I'm going to turn my attention to. I think Washington's in trouble. I think the Washington football team um, need to address an issue. And the fact is the defense has given up over 800 yards in the last two games to start the NFL season. So, yeah, going into week three, they will have already given up over 800 yards. And they will be over 1,000 after three games and maybe, just maybe, after two and a half if they hit that by halftime. So, tonight they were nine yards shy of giving up 400 to the New York football Giants who, if I might say... The New York football Giants looked like a T-ball team. They remind me of the T-ball team where, you know, there's that one good player on the team. And he does everything. He does everything that you needed him to do. He pitches. And then after he pitches, well, it's a T-ball team. So let's just say uh, Little League. The Little League pitcher who is expected to do everything. He pitches the ball, and then, you know, the ball's going to be hit to the outfield. He's going to be chasing it down. You know what I'm talking about. Young, experience. That's what I saw with the Giants tonight. I saw Daniel Jones, the star player on the team, no one else to be found, no one else doing their jobs, and Saquon Barkley, nowhere to be found. Now, he did have one rush for 41 yards, but he didn't even touch 60. He didn't even hit 60 yards. So kind of an issue there um, for the for the Giants. But back to the football team. They've given up over 800 yards. Now, granted, they did have four sacks last night, and not one of them was Chase Young. So that is a very positive thing to uh, to look at. But they also had nine penalties for 80 yards. 80 yards. See, the problem is what I'm having an issue with is the beginning of the season, the offense was going to be the issue. That was what everybody was speculating to be a problem. Is it Ryan Fitzpatrick? Will it be Taylor Heineke? It's now Taylor Heineke, but that's not the issue. They gave up 29 points and almost 400 yards again to the Giants. To the football Giants. 
They gave up 29 and almost lost the game. If they would have lost the game, it would have been on the defense. It would have been on the defense. Now, New York was one for three in the red zone. However, I don't I don't see how New York gets to the red zone three times. And why is Daniel Jones running the ball like he's Lamar freaking Jackson? I don't get it. I don't understand it. My eye is going to be on the Washington football team's defense the entire season long. The entirety of this season, my focus will be on the Washington football team's defense until they can turn it around and show me that they can be a top-tier defense in the NFC because everybody was calling them a playoff team. Everybody was stamping them as a playoff team. And I said, they only won seven games last year. How can you call them a playoff team? They won seven games and made the playoffs. Why? Because Dak Prescott had a season-ending injury. That's why. They're not winning the division this year. I don't see it. The defense has to turn it around. And I don't believe in as much as he hasn't done anything to show that he's not the guy. He hasn't done anything to lose the job. I don't think Taylor Heineke is the answer in Washington. So I'm really, I said, I'm going to be looking at this game. I have to find out what Washington does on the defensive side. I understood that in week one, they were playing against a high-powered offense led out by Justin Herbert. He has a lot of weapons. So I gave them a little slack. I said, okay, in week one, sure, you gave up 424 yards to the Chargers. Fine, that's the Chargers. But they almost gave up the same amount of yards last night against the New York football Giants. So again, Washington, a 30 to 29 winner. They should have lost the game. There was a penalty on the Giants. But that's just that's just how it goes. And and credit Dustin Hopkins for missing the first kick and then going back up there and having the poise to drill the second one. They got the victory. Um they moved to one and one and the Giants moved to 0 and 2. All right. So for the first time on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, I'd like to welcome the first ever guest on the Burley Gunner Show. He is one-fourth of the four chubs. You can follow him on the Book It Sports app. That's literally the only thing this guy has. The social media-wise, it's pretty much, I mean, it's pathetic. Please, I mean, welcome to the show, my brother, my dog, Jake, a.k.a. Dr. Dog, on the Book It Sports app. Brother, what's up? I haven't seen you in like 26 minutes. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the spot and ready to talk some football. What's up? What you got on your mind? The New York football giants, uh, you watched the game with me last night, obviously. We saw them go down the field. Um, or excuse me, the football team, the Washington football team, we see uh, Taylor Heineke lead that team down the field and put the team in field goal position. Dustin Hopkins misses the field goal. First of all, what's going through your mind when you see Dustin Hopkins miss that field goal, but you see across the screen at the bottom flag in bright yellow? What's going through your mind? All the Washington football players were 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 thankful 
their hearts stopped for a second and uh they got the luckiest call of their life and they dustin hopkins had the opportunity to go back out again and uh you said drill earlier i don't want to i don't i shouldn't say drill he he barely made it but yeah he uh he went back out there after missing it and uh made the second one so kudos to him but i mean when i saw there was a penalty marker on the on the field i lost it i i literally lost my my mind and started laughing out loud it was so funny to me and when hopkins made the second one i just thought this is such a new york thing this is such a new york football giants thing and it was just amazing to me it was a great football game it was it was it felt like a game that should have been played on comedy central but you know that it is what it is the nfl we love it everyone's everyone's going to watch that game it doesn't matter who you throw out there on a thursday night prime time i'm going to watch it you're going to watch it he's going to watch it she's going to watch it but what do you what did you think so i brought this up i brought up the fact that the washington football team needs um they need help on their defense. I mean, they've given up over 800 yards in the first two weeks to the Chargers, and now the Giants, almost 400 yards to the Giants at 391. I mean, what do we, what, what's going on with, with, with the defense there? You know, uh, the defense is actually supposed to be the, 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 top, the top part, the top weapon in Washington. So, yeah, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm the coach in Washington, Ron Rivera, I'm sitting here thinking – maybe a little scared because uh, I rely more on my defense to shut teams down rather than my offense, my young, my young offense going out and uh, outperforming all these teams. So uh, the Washington defense giving up 800 yards in the first two games. Uh, granted, first one was week one, second one was a primetime game. But uh, yeah, to the Giants, that... Uh, that needs some work on. If if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm I'm chirping at my players, my defense to uh, shape up. It it just feels like they got lucky. It feels like they took a huge gasp after that game because they felt as if they should have lost. And you know you know better than I do what what what's Ron Rivera telling his team going into the locker room they're not celebrating I don't think they're celebrating this win you know um you, you, you gotta give you gotta give some credit to to the the first time starter heineke he uh he, he yeah you have you have the right to celebrate you do you do you have the right to celebrate uh Heineke had a great game um could could have been a little better maybe maybe a little maybe a little more electric maybe you should bring a bring a bigger uh stronger uh taller you know more veteran type quarterback in there to maybe electrify the offense don't say it do not say it well why wouldn't i say it ryan it only makes it it only makes sense i mean i mean you, you you have the former head coach um um, you got you got the young stud receivers. Um, the the only thing this team's missing to be a to be a to be a top tier team is is the captain, and that captain's the quarterback. I'll tell you what, the last piece is Cam Newton. Um, I I don't see why not. I saw Heineke out there, uh, trying to be Cam Newton, running the football, you know, 
Thankfully, there was a flag, of course, on the New York Giants, but there was a there was a fumble from Heineke trying to trying to rush. It's the, the, this team needs a little more. This team needs a little more jazz. This team needs a little more electric on the offensive side. Uh, put Cam Newton in the starting role, man. I'll tell you what. Maybe maybe this uh this team will turn around and start winning some more ball games, and uh, maybe games won't be as close. Some ball games, or like the the division, and maybe a Super Bowl, or just some ball games. Is that you're going to win some ball games? Well, don't get me wrong. If Cam Newton does join the Washington football team, he's not going to start within the first one, two, three, four weeks of him being there. He, there, Ron Rivera is not going to do that to him. He's going to let Cam sit. He's going to let him learn the offense. Let him let him mesh with his new receivers. And when the team when the team when it's time, he they'll, they'll make the move. But if they're winning ball games with Heineke as the captain, uh, so be it. Just keep him in there until until something doesn't work. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't see why former uh, head coach to teammate Ron Rivera wouldn't go out there and snag free agent Cam Newton. Well, maybe because uh, Taylor Heineke hasn't done anything to lose the job. Maybe. I mean, you got to think he wasn't supposed to start as quarterback. They gave it to Ryan Fitzpatrick. They bring him in. He goes down. Now you have Taylor Heineke take over. And in his first start on primetime football, Thursday night football, with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in the in, in the broadcast booth, he takes the the team down for on a game winning drive and sets up his kicker who yes he missed the first field goal but regardless it doesn't matter at that point he did his job and got him in position they ended up winning the game because of a penalty but like i said you can't take anything away from taylor heineke so why are we bringing cam newton in well i just said you can't take you, you got to give kudos to Taylor Heineke, he he had a great outing. He he beat the the Giants on primetime football. Yeah, give him credit. Had a had a, had a good outing. He threw the ball what forty six times. Man, man, winging the ball out there. But uh, like like I said, like I said, you don't have to get Cam Newton and start him as soon as you sign him. That's actually what uh, he, he 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 probably will tell Ron. What do you what do you what do you mean? I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not going out there week one. I've been with the team for four days. So, but isn't it smart to roll with the guy that supposedly is working right now after beating the New York Giants last night? But it, it, in case this doesn't work, it goes downhill. Everything starts to crumble. Why not have former MVP Cam Newton ready to be next man up? I'm listen, I just okay, what so you want to bring him in as a backup? Wait, 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 but you can't you can't you can't you explain this better than anybody. You can't bring Cam in as a backup. Let's be real. He beat the New York Giants. He beat the Giants. Now Give him a couple games to see what he does. If he goes 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, then yeah. I don't think he's giving up that spot anytime soon. But like I said, let Washington go downhill. Let Heineke start to slow down. Kind of gives me Fitzpatrick vibes. Let him slow down. 
And I promise they will be in desperate need of that captain being the quarterback. They'll have Cam Newton right on their bench to start him at any point after learning the offense, learning the playbook, meshing with the team. I think it's a great I think it's a great combo. But didn't you say that Cam can't be a backup because he's such a polarizing athlete, such a polarizing figure? Him just being in the locker room would 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 scare the living daylights out of out of Heineke. Burley, we both know that Cam Newton is better, stronger, faster. He's just a well overall quarterback. He is a better quarterback than Heineke. Now, again, I'm going to say this one more time. You don't throw him in there right if you get him. That's not the thing to do. But let him learn the offense. Let him learn the playbook and reconnect with his former head coach, who he went 15-1 and with, won an MVP with, and went to the Super Bowl with, yet lost to, well, one of the... one. Of, I'll say the best defense I have ever seen of all time playing the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, no, I see what you're saying, Burley. He's not going to go there and be okay to be a, to be a backup, and that's not what he's going to go there to do. He's going to go there knowing he will get the starting job. It just depends on what Heineke does to determine how long he needs to work on getting that starting job. All right. I mean... You know, I should have known by bringing you onto this show right after the Washington football team plays a game last night with Taylor Heineke. I should have known that this is the way that this was headed. But I really, I really brought you on here because I want to talk Browns football. You want to talk some Browns football? Yeah, I could go for some Browns talk. So the Browns... The Cleveland Browns are going to play the most electrifying home game that they will play in Cleveland since I've been alive. Since I've been born, the game Sunday will be the most electrifying game in Cleveland at that stadium, First Energy Stadium, right on Lake Erie in my Life. Let me explain. You go back 30 years before the Cleveland Browns were good at anything, anything besides kicking. Shout out Phil Dawson. All right. It's a damn shame he can't be a part of this ride. It's a damn shame that Phil Dawson and Joe Thomas can't be a part of this Cleveland Browns ride. But what we have Sunday is we have a hungry city who hasn't been a winning football team in 30 years, okay? Last year, they were anticipated to be really, really good. What was the problem? COVID. They weren't allowed to sell tickets, more than 20%. I was at the game last year, uh, I believe it was week five against the Colts. I left the stadium and said, well, I won't be back here uh, this season unless they open it up uh, for 100% capacity because how lame it was. It was lame. It was really lame. Throughout the whole game, I kept saying, man, 
I really wish that I was in my house right now where it was warm and I could just watch this on the television because it was not fun being there with 20% of the, the capacity. You're sitting in a section by yourself. Um, yeah, granted, you're with the, your, your friends and family who, who join you. However, you want to be loud. You want to be rowdy. You're in the dog pound. And guess what, damn it? For the first time ever. We get that. We get that experience this Sunday against the Houston Texans, against our former quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. And damn it, there is nobody, and I mean nobody, standing in the way of Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, Miles Garrett, Jarvis Landry. Nobody, and I mean nobody. I mean nobody. Man, I'll tell you what. I think I joined at a rowdy episode or what. But no, yeah, you're right, Burley. Um, the Browns, uh, if you really think about it, the first time in your life, my life, uh, with full capacity, you know, you know, per se, there, this is the first time all of us can really experience the Browns in person. Good. Good. You know, we've, we, we, we have, we have the, the most loyal fans ever, and every single year, we fill the stadium, we come back, and we want a win, we want more. We want to see what's next, and it never happens. It never goes in our favor, ever. And finally, finally, after last year, witnessing that we are finally good, we can beat the Steelers, we went to the playoffs, we beat the Steelers in the playoffs, it's finally time. That we, the fans, get what we finally, finally deserve. And we're ready to play some football. And we will be loud. You will hear us barking, baby. You will hear us barking. It's go time, baby. Go Browns. Listen, I don't care if it's the Houston Texans or not. It's going to feel like a playoff game. It's going to feel like a playoff game. The fans, the city of Cleveland. I mean, they were, they, they, they. They filled the lower bowl of a of a practice game. A brown and orange scrimmage against the team. They filled the lower bowl, had, had some people up in the upper deck. I mean, people are ready in Cleveland. This is what we have in the fall and winter. This is it. This is it. It's not glorious here. It's not, I mean, sure. There's the pro the pro football hall of fame is in Canton. You got the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland. It's not glorious here. Not glamorous here. Bunch of hard working, football loving Browns fans over here. And I'll tell you what, you don't gotta worry about the fans coming to show up. And you don't got to worry about the head coach, coach of the year 2020, and the National Football League, Kevin Stefanski, uh, having his team ready to go on this Sunday afternoon. Because it's time. It's go time. It's going to be a beat down. It's going to be a Houston Texan beat down. Now that I got you on the show, we might as well talk about a few other games. Um, any other game? I want to talk about the KC um, Baltimore game before you go, before we, before we take off and say sayonara, um, and, and get rocking and rolling with this football weekend, baby. I'm so pumped up. I'm so excited. 
Are there any games um, on, on your radar that, that we could talk about before we go? You know, one game that's on my radar that I got to watch is uh, uh, I got to watch the, the, the Patriots going to New York, man. MetLife Stadium, both starting quarterbacks, rookies. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good one. Or, or should I say, I don't think it's going to be a good one. However you want to put it. I really need to see how this, how this game goes. More so, I need to see how Zach Wilson uh, performs against a pretty, pretty, pretty top-tier defense in, uh, in the Patriots' defense. But more importantly, I really need to see what Mac Jones in that, in that Patriot offense does against the New York Jets. Because, man, they better come out with a winner. Patriot Nation, you you will hear me. You will hear me. You are such a hater. You are such a hater. You you are. You are. No, you really are. Because the sick the sick thing is, you, the sick thing is, you're gonna have to record this game. You're gonna have to record it and watch it at a different time. And that's what you're gonna do. You are going to stay up so late on Sunday night just so you can watch this game and see how Mac Jones plays. But here's the thing. If you see on the ESPN report that the Patriots win the game 28-7, you won't watch it. You won't watch it. Be- why? Because you're a hater. You know, last week, Mac Jones first... Uh, f- no, no, before I say anything, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Mac Jones hater. I, I think the kid's going to be good. I think he's got. I think he's in the perfect spot. I think he's with the perfect coach. I think he's with the por- perfect organization. Uh, I think he's got that spot rocking and rolling. My take on this whole ordeal here in New England, uh, I think they rushed the process. Is Mac Jones the franchise quarterback? Uh, yeah, I really think that could be the possibility. He's got everything he needs and more. What about the Chargers and the Cowboys? Dallas is going to SoFi. They're going to play the Chargers. I actually like uh, Los Angeles in this game. I know I still have Dallas, the division winner in the East, but I think they could win that division with just eight, nine wins. Um, like we saw last season, a, a, a big trend there uh, the last couple seasons in the NFC East or the NFC least, if you will. But I think the Chargers go 2-0 and and Dallas starts off 0-2. What about you? You know, I think for me, this game's a toss-up. Uh, I think the Cowboys fire back strong. Their offense, uh, their offense uh, figures it out and gets gets done what needs to be done against the Charger defense in SoFi. But uh, the Chargers aren't—they're not going to be a easy walk in the park team. It's going to be a—it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a really good game. What about stay the stay in the West? Uh, the Chiefs Sunday night, they're going to go take on Baltimore. Are we going to buy into this whole hype train about how Lamar lost the game and he's going to be fired up? He fumbled twice and he's going to run all over the Chiefs and Baltimore's going to win the game because, quite frankly, I think Baltimore could get blown out in this one at home. Yeah, I'm more leaning what you are. Uh, I think I think Kansas City uh, takes care of this game, honestly, quite easily. Um I don't think Baltimore is all that good team, yes, but uh, I think Kansas City is just the more superior team in this matchup. Did you know in week one, after week one, Baltimore and Kansas City given that were the two teams that had given up the most yards throughout the entire National Football League? That's uh, positive if you're a Browns fan. All right, so 
a good show. Thank you again, uh, Jake, Dr. Dog on the Book It Sports app, my brother, for joining us today on the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, and the Apple Podcast Cleveland Sports Fan page tonight. Again, remember, my alumni, Lewis Phil Leopards, will be going on the road to take on the Lake Blue Streaks. They are undefeated. I will be on the play-by-play call with my broadcast partner from ESPN Cleveland, Mitch Bala. We will be doing play-by-play on Q92RadioSports.com. You can stream on your mobile device again. Q92RadioSports.com. Louisville at Lake. You can catch me and Mitch doing the play-by-play at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Burley and the Fan will also be tonight on... The Cleveland Sports Fan Network, Apple Podcast, Cleveland Sports Fan page. You can catch Burley and the fan diving into this weekend and talking about last night's football game uh, with the football team and the New York football giants. For Burley Gunner, I'm signing off for the last time until Monday. On the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, this is the Burley Gunner Show. I'm Burley Gunner, and go Browns!